Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. There's a place down by the water, muddy, muddy water by the trestle tracks, where the big band plays on Saturdays and the rum runs thick and fast. Come dance your girl through the curling smoke of this unholy sight. Swinging from the rafters, we went home, we thought. Go back in time just for a night when living like this was wrong. Swinging from the rafters, slide your feet to the fiddle and bass. When you run into the don't you whisper, don't you whisper about this. Jimmy, he grows poppies in his field out back. Although we don't talk about it, because he's a dangerous cat. Ooh, at his barn we party, steel guitar, and lantern glow. This big band in five counties, you ought to hear that drum. Swing Authority with their song Swinging from the Rafters. And from Nashville, Tennessee, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co host, the lovely, vivacious Miss Bobby Bell. <laughs> Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> I'm tapping my toes and swinging from the rafters. <laughs> what a great song. <laughs> uh, well, it is a great song, and uh, and I have to apologize. Last week, we did not have a show because of a death in my family, 
And uh, we had planned to have a, a swinging show last week. But uh, anyway, we're here. This is the very first Thursday of the year, a brand new year. And have you made any resolutions? Uh, yeah, not to make any resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds strangely a lot like your resolution from last year, Bobby Bell. <laughs> hey, you know, do I have the years right? Is this our seventh anniversary? The first show we did together was that seven years ago with um, Rob Wolfskill uh, of the Tumbling Tumbleweed. You know, that might it, it be. Was the, yeah, yeah, it was the, fir- yeah, it was the first show in January, so... Um, so happy wow. anniversary, friend. Well, happy anniversary <laughs> to you. It's been a short seven years. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what uh, I did before you came along. I guess we just kind of <laughs> stumbled through it, but it's been so much fun. And sure uh, who has. knows what the next, who knows what the next seven will be. So, who knows? Time. That's the exciting, exciting thing. Time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have an exciting show today and tell us who our first guest is for the campfire cafe. Oh, I am so delighted. Our first guest, I received his CD as a DJ back in October, and I have been playing it over and over again. His name is John Lovell, and we can't wait to get him on the air and share his music. Well, we're going to be talking with John Lovell in just a few moments and uh, share some of his great music from his latest CD, She's Leaving Cheyenne. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, Art of the Cowgirl is back. And so that's taking place January the 19th through the 23rd in Queen Creek, Arizona. And let me see if I can get this right. Jamie Boos will be joining us to tell us about all of the things that are happening new and exciting at Art of the Cowgirl coming up. But right now, let's take a listen to one of John's great songs. It's called Cowboy Moon. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with John Lowell today on the Campfire Cafe.
best way to end the day is right beneath the cowboy moon. Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Cowboy Moon, performed by today's featured guest, John Lowell, from his album, She's Leaving Cheyenne. Dave Stamey, who penned the song we just heard, Cowboy Moon, has this to say about today's guest. John Lowell plays his music like Casey Tibbs Road Bronx. Hang on, it's going to be a great ride. John is a fresh and welcome voice in Western music. John has lived in the West since he was three months old and clearly has a love affair with the American West, its history, topography, culture, and its people. Although he's been writing and singing Western and cowboy songs for many years, his newest album, She's Leaving Cheyenne, is his first eclectic collection of Western songs, mixing originals and obscure numbers with a few time-honored favorites. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, an award-winning singer-songwriter who dedicates She's Leaving Cheyenne to anyone who has ever watched the moon come up over a mountain in the American West while listening to a coyote sing. Welcome, John Lowell. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm unmuted, right? You're unmuted. No, you're you're on. You're you're good to go. You're on. You're good to go. So, John, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you with us this this first Thursday of the year. Thrilled to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to everybody and to you. Well, when I got the CD, I listened to it. And, um, Bobby, you can attest to this. We get a lot of CDs that come in that maybe some are okay. Maybe some aren't too good. And uh, Mm -hmm. I listened to this one time and I said, I got to have this guy on the show. He is Mm -hmm. terrific. And uh, I contacted John, I guess, a few months ago to be on the show. And and we had to wait because you travel all over the globe. You were over in Europe traveling. Yeah. And you're a couple of of times in the past eight weeks. Yeah. 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 One was a, a trip in October. It was a, a tour in Germany and Switzerland, and uh, and I came back for about a month, and then I went over to England for two weeks. That one wasn't music related. That was to see my daughters, who both live in England. So. Mm. Well, we're glad we kind of glad we got you back here on U.S. soil so that you could join us on the show. <laughs> But Me too. Uh, so let's back up just a little bit because we talked just briefly before the show started and you had said that you had stumbled into your sister's room at the age of 12 and grabbed the guitar. So right. I, I, tell us about getting started in music. And I know Western music hasn't been what you've done primarily. You're a big bluegrass guy, but give us a little background on John Lowell. Well, I, I, played trumpet from the time whenever you're a uh, guy's old enough to join the school band, like sixth grade or something like that. I had begged my parents for a trumpet for years and they finally mm-hmm. got me one. And since I got, it, I didn't want to play it anymore. And uh, <laughs> they, they had to force me to practice and I was never very good at it. Um, we we're in, uh, we were living outside of Denver in the foothills at the, when I was about, well, moved down there when I was from Montana when I was in kindergarten. But um, 
Um, I remember putting my mom on a train to go see her her mother, and on the way home we stopped at a pawn shop, and my dad bought this guitar for my sister. And I remember it was a Harmony Sovereign, and uh, <laughs> um, she was going to be a great guitar player, and then she put it down after a couple weeks, and she just didn't touch it. And so I started going into her, her room when she wasn't around and, and playing it, and uh, eventually just moved it into my room, and she didn't even notice. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I guess I haven't put it down yet. I was uh, mm-hmm. I was playing right before I uh, called you guys. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you pick up banjo? Oh, I don't play banjo. I play a little bit of oh, mandolin okay. and, and uh, can uh, you know thump a bit on a, a stand-up bass. But uh, it, it takes pretty much all my time to just to stay current and and hopefully improve on on guitar. Okay. So, I'm so it was a, a, a class. It was a classmate that played banjo that kind of uh, you you caught the oh, yeah. bluegrass bug from. Yeah, right. That was in high school. I was I was really into John Denver songs, and um, uh-huh. these friends of mine uh, said that they had a had a friend who was a banjo player, and then I should meet him, and so I did, and was smitten by the bluegrass bug, and uh, mm-hmm. just totally fell head over heels for bluegrass music. And um, just studied that art form for many years for probably, gosh, I don't know, for probably, you know, 15 years. That's all I listened to, all I played. And uh, and then um, I met some folks who I still play music with who had a much broader uh, worldview of music who pointed out to me just by their example that there's just, the world is just, just teeming with great music and it's not just bluegrass right. and, and um uh, so i i still love to play bluegrass and uh even though i started out you know this i guess i could describe myself as a bluegrass guitar player these days it's more singer songwriter kind of stuff i uh i write songs constantly and um uh, and um and it, <laughs> they often seem to be western songs for some reason because i'm a, I'm a big a huge history fan of uh mm-hmm. and specifically of the american west you know from the the entire 19th century mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, yeah well as a big western history fan and music fan we want to get to another one of your songs from the album she's leaving cheyenne and this is one called the lonesome western trail we're going to play that and come back and talk more with mr john lowell today on the campfire cafe Reckless 
trees and the wild stampedes out on the western trail. The beans were bad, the coffee cold, and the biscuits always stale. The grub was lean and the cook was mean out on the western trail. The lonesome trail, the western trail, the lonesome western trail. The grub was lean and the cook was mean out on the western trail. Cheyenne, he is our guest with us today. Uh, John, I'm really interested in the um, opportunity that you and your duo, the Growling Old Men, had <laughs> with Garrison Keeler on the radio show, A Prairie Home Companion. Can you tell us a little bit about that that opportunity that you had? Yeah, they they don't they didn't always do it in Minnesota and Minneapolis. They would travel around and and. Uh, they were doing a show out of Missoula, Montana, and uh, I I played my friend Ben and I um, uh, my you know we're the growling old men, which I can tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, we are part of a we at that point we were both part of a of a five piece bluegrass band called Canes River, and I got a phone call. I think it was like a Tuesday from this woman from a Prairie Home Companion. And she identified herself and, and said that they were doing the show in Missoula the coming that coming weekend, so like four days from the, from then. And she wanted to know if Canes River could perform on it. And I'm running through my mind. I mean, the banjo player lived in Florida and the uh-huh. in, uh, North Carolina, and the fiddle player was in Florida. And uh, um, it was like I, it killed me, but I had to say no. I don't think we can. And but they had really done their homework, and they said, "Well, how about the growling old men?" And <laughs> that, that uh, that's a possibility because you know uh, 
Ben lives in down in Victor, Idaho, which is only like three hours from me. And uh, and we often get our buddy, the bass player from Canes River. When we want to sound good, we always get him. And he lives in Bozeman, so he was right there. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I think we could. And so I talked to those guys, and they cleared their schedule, and we drove over there. And, and uh, it was really an amazing thing to watch. Those guys were like a well-oiled machine. They just were just, man, they were just, everything just ran so smoothly. And all those funny little skits, um, Garrison Keeler wrote all of those things. That entire show mm-hmm. came out of his every single week. It was all him. Wow. And, uh, of course, he had, you know, all, all his great cast members. And, uh, but the band was always, the band, you know, the shoe band was, was really nice to us. And, and, uh, we, uh, we showed up there Saturday morning and, and they asked us to play what songs we were considering. And, um, so we did. And Garrison was out there somewhere and he thought that all those songs were, were good. And, uh, so we did three songs. We weren't sure we were going to do all three. We did two at the, in, at, at once. And then in the first half. And then on the second half, he's uh, he's just timing it down to the minute, just in his head. And uh, so they weren't sure. They told us, we're not sure if you're going to play another song or not. And it all depends on how the time goes. And so we're just sitting in the back on folding chairs. And, and they came and said, okay, we got time. We're going to put you in. We're going to do your third song. And so Garrison will be doing his, his Lake Will Be Gone thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, and um, and then as soon as he's done, you know, and the you know the people will applaud, and then you know when the applause is just starting, the applause is just starting to die down. You start your song, and so they brought us up there, and, and uh, I'm standing right next to Garrison, and uh, the spotlight's on. I'm in the dark, and uh, I'm just thinking, man, how cool is this? I'm standing right on stage right next to Keeler, and he's doing his Lake thing. This is oh. this is pretty awesome. so. I wish I several friends who have played on there. Um, they were almost regulars, like uh, Robin and Linda Williams and Joe Newberry and uh, Stephanie Davis. They played on there quite a bit. We only got a chance to do it once, yeah. but it was very, it was really cool. Okay. Uh, well, great experiences great that you get memory. to enjoy in this music world, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, sneaking into my sister's room has been a good thing. I've traveled, I've traveled <laughs> the world, met a lot. Cool people and had a lot of interesting experiences just because of that. But learning how to swat uh, a wooden steel strings on it—that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. Well, pretty cool is the title cut from the CD. She's leaving Cheyenne. Let's take a listen to that and come back and tell some more tales with our special guest today, Mr. John Lowell. <laughs> Where they are 
go to Oh, I met her one summer In this little cow town When the meadow larks were blown In the sage all around We would ride across the prairie I'd take hold of her
guest today on the Campfire Cafe, and that is the title cut from the CD, She's Leaving Cheyenne. John, we, we talked uh, briefly about your writing. What is your writing process like? Well, it depends on if I'm writing by myself or if I'm co-writing. <clears throat> I wrote that last song by myself, so I generally will come up with a melody first, and okay. uh, and just and I'll record it on my phone just to, so I don't forget it can come back to it because if I don't I'll immediately forget it and um, um, but uh, once I have it at least part of it in my head I just let it roll around in there and see what it uh, reminds me of it's a sad song happy song whatever and uh, I remember specifically where I was when that that uh, that hook came down you know in my head she's leaving Cheyenne and i intentionally was trying not to write another cowboy song just to try to diversify <laughs> a little bit more and i thought well you know she's leaving cheyenne it doesn't have to be a cowboy song but then this little while later this uh another line dropped in into my head into into the verse where the line that we we'd ride across the prairie <laughs> all right i give i give <laughs> it's gonna be a cowboy song <laughs> uh, so <gosh>. uh <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, a lot of songs. I don't know exactly how they're going to end up when I when I start them. That one for sure. You know, I didn't know what it was going to really be about except for she was leaving Cheyenne. So that was my clue. And, right. Uh, um, and then I'll uh, you know I'll I'll probably I'll start with a verse. I generally try to paint a picture in the listener's head of uh, of where where the song is. So that that whole first verse, you know, there's a bitter wind blowing coming out of the west off the peaks of the Rockies from the high mountain crest and the white clouds are sailing in a sky of pale blue there's no way of knowing just where they are going but I'd like to go too so um, that hopefully paints a picture and it sets up a, a thing like okay we got the bitter wind we got clouds and there's a hint that there's not all is right with the world because this guy wants to go with clouds it doesn't matter where they're going he wants to go Right. And, um, and uh, so I try to set the stage in the first verse, and then, and then the song, like I said, will often, I mean, I just, there's some folks that say, like James Taylor, for instance, and Rodney Crowell both say that the songs already exist, and, and the, the quality of the song does, uh, the quality of the song depends on how good of a job the writer does in plucking the words from the from the ether and putting them together, which I think wow. is an interesting concept. Yeah. And, uh, I have to say that that, you know, that has happened to me already. I have no idea. I can think of half a dozen songs right now that that's happened to me where the, I don't know how a song is going to end when I started and it just kind of comes together. And, uh, this one was somewhat like that, but, uh, well, it's a I great a, song. You did a great job putting that together. So, uh, Thank you. Yeah, my, but, my wife was singing, uh, singing harmony on my lovely wife Joanne was singing harmony on that along with a buddy of mine from England was playing the bass and singing uh, the third part. And uh, 
Um, and then dear friend who I've known since she was born uh, playing violin on it, Natalie Padilla. And it wow. Was, yeah, it was a fun one to fun one to put together. Yeah, it's like almost like family. It's almost like family putting that one together. So yeah, I'm curious about how the names of some of these songs came up because tell me about the snake pistol. Well, that one, that's another one that fits in the category of, you know, how am I, how's this song going to turn out? Um, it's a song that I've never heard of subject matter like this. It's, you know, supposed to be set in the old, in the old West in the 1800s. And uh, I tried intentionally to not use any contractions I would in, in my, in my lyrics to try to make it more like someone would have been speaking back then. So there's, you know, instead of don't, I put do not and right. stuff like that. But but this song is about a pair of brothers that come into town, and one of them is, is you know, mentally challenged and gets teased a lot. And, uh, and um, um, well, I guess I could do a spoiler alert. There's some violence because he's being teased and he, he's had enough, and then and then they're on the run. And, and uh, you know, I had no idea that that's, was going to be the subject matter when I started that. I remember sitting up in a, my wife and I were camping up at this, uh, this uh, up in the woods in Montana, and I was sitting around the campfire, and I had this melody in mind, and, and so I just started, you know, messing around with it, and uh, and it, it kind of wrote itself again. It's uh, I've never heard a, a song of, from anywhere about <laughs> the subject matter that that one is, but the, the snake crystal... <laughs> I called it the snake pistol because uh, um, they had a, in the song, they had a pistol that they used for shooting snakes. And right. that's what the, the, the younger brother used for, to, uh, you know, to shoot somebody. Yeah. So. Well, when I was, when I was going through, through the uh, album and I saw that title, it's like, okay, I got to listen to this one. And so you've got to listen to this one. You're going to love this song. It's called the snake pistol. We're talking with John Lowell. My brother Joe and me Our folks had to stay out on the place To turn the prairie sun Now that the snow at last was gone And the ground had finally thawed I had just turned 18 years And thought that I was grown Joe was two years younger And could not be left alone
him. Well, because uh, I, I already sent him the music because he likes to paint the music. And, uh, and I told him what the title of the album was. And uh, he said, well, come over and we'll, we'll look at some stuff. And, and so I said, well, great. Thank you very much. And um, since it's, you know, the title, She's Leaving Cheyenne, it shouldn't be a, <clears throat> should not be a mountain scene. It should be some sort of prairie kind of thing. And um, uh, so he had a whole bunch of small prints laid out in, you know, in plastic sleeves for me to uh, to look at. He said, take a look at them. You know, any one you want, it's yours. And um, actually, that one, for the folks that haven't seen this, it's, a, it's the, the painting that I chose is the prairie with this lightning bolt, the single lightning bolt coming out of the sky hitting the ground and the colors of the, you know, the cloud, angry clouds. And it's, it's just, it's, <laughs> I, I hesitate to use this pun because I've used it so much, but it's striking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a fantastic painting. And, and uh, that was actually hanging on the wall and it wasn't even one that he considered. And I mm-hmm. was drawn to it. I said, well, what about this one? He said, well, yeah, that use that one if you want. He said, that's just a small version that my sister has the biggest version, but which really doesn't matter. They, you know, he sent me a, his wife, Carol sent me a digital file of the, of the painting, but uh, yeah, Clyde Aspavig, go check him out. It's, you know, Clyde, C-L-Y-D-E, and then Aspavig is A-S-P-V-I-G.com. Mm-hmm. And he's just, um, yeah, yeah very, he's very, he's very, very talented and very well known. Yes, that's a fabulous story. Yeah. Um, my second my se- my second question is just um, for our fans of the guitar out there. Um, you made a note on this album of the guitar that you were playing, and I thought maybe you could just share with us what guitar were you using for this CD? I was playing a 1958 uh, D21. Martin, and uh, mm-hmm. that guitar is, a, is really special to me. It's my main box. If I don't have to fly, um, well, even sometimes when I do fly, I have I, I bring it if I'm com- confident that I can carry it on with me. Um, it was given to me by a friend of of, of my wife's and I that uh, died of pancreatic cancer, and mm-hmm. uh, wow. so it's a it was a gift that. Uh, I mean, it's a great guitar. It was pretty beat up when it showed up, and he didn't even tell me he'd bought it for me. Um, he he bought it because while he was in his in his uh, he died. His uh, our our house was his hospice, so he ended up dying at our house. And uh, he had oh. some young uh, young adult sons who would come and uh, to help out with uh, with his with the whole process. And, and so I was doing my best to keep him preoccupied so they didn't have to concentrate on their dying father all the time. We went out to the gun range and shot clay pigeons and we went and shot baskets and we um, dragged uh, their drift boat out from a pasture where it was just, you know, um, decaying and, and worked on that, replaced the seats and sanded the gunnels and they just did stuff to try to keep them so they weren't constantly thinking about what was going on and uh, just to distract them. And, and as a thank you, this guitar showed up, and he ben, his name was Ben Bullington, and he he was a great singer and songwriter, and uh, um, he was all, but he also created 
in guitars. And so there were always guitars showing up and he would send them off and get fixed up and he'd either keep them or resell them. And so this guitar, when it showed up, it was just another guitar, no big surprise, but I didn't know it was for me. And thanks for trying to keep his sons uh, uh, busy. And uh, <clears throat> it was kind of a dog when it showed up and needed a neck reset and it was pretty beat up, but, but it's a, that's a good sounding guitar and it's uh, it holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's been gone. Oh, what a... Yeah. Well, he's with you, obviously. He's with you always. <laughs> yeah. So, one wonderful thing about music and instruments and words is um, the legacy they leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. My- about him I think about him often he uh he he was a great songwriter um yeah Ben Bullington I believe he's, his website's still up you can find his music he recorded I think uh five records really quite a large mm. catalog of songs for a guy that died when he was like 54 or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the next song that Gary's going to do is um Gary do you plan um Angus McKenzie Let's play some Angus McKenzie and take a listen to that yeah. from the album. She's leaving Cheyenne, and we'll talk more with John Lowell in just a moment today on the Campfire Cafe.
ton of fun to have on the show today, and uh, we look forward to having you back with yeah. us again. So keep writing Let me music. Know. Yeah, we'll sure do that. So the last song we're going to do today is called Carry Me Back to Lone Prairie. It's another great song from the album She's Leaving Cheyenne, and our very, very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe has been Mr. John Lowell. John, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Oh, carry me back to the Lone Prairie, where the coyote out and the wind blows free. And when I die, you can bury me beneath the western sky on the lone prairie. I am a roving cowboy far away from home, far from the prairie where I used to roam, where the doggies Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Camps with Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Art of the Cowgirl in just a moment on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Thank you. 
appropriate way to start off this segment of Saddle Up America. That is our good friend, Miss Trinity Seeley, with her song, Ranch Beauty Queen. And I hope I don't mess this up. But Jamie Stoltzfus is with Art of the Cowgirl, and she is joining us today to tell us all about the things that are happening January the 19th through the 23rd in Queen Creek, Arizona. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be on. Yeah, I hope I didn't mess that up too badly, your last name. You didn't? I'm impressed. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, we are excited to talk about Art of the Cowgirl. Is this the third or fourth year? This is our third year for Art of the Cowgirl. All right, so we have had we have had Tammy on, and her daughter has been on, and now you're on to tell us all about Art of the Cowgirl and what's happening there. For the folks that are listening around the world that may not be aware of Art of the Cowgirl, tell us a little bit about what it's all about. Sure. So Tammy Pete uh, founded Art of the Cowgirl, so it's her vision and our event is a great gathering to celebrate women and cowgirls and the artistic contributions to the western lifestyle so our event's definitely grown over the last three years so over the five days we have a lot of different components to our event we have our competitions we'll have an all women's ranch rodeo a breakaway roping presented by merck animal house um, we'll have our World's Greatest Horsewoman competition. So that's a really exciting event where the winner goes to the big World's Greatest. Um, we'll have a cattle dog trial. We also have demonstrations from amazing horsewomen and clinicians throughout the weekend in different genres and styles of riding. We'll do colt starting over the three days. And we also have a very extensive trade show plus all of our hands-on workshops that people can participate in. And then we have our master artists, and they will be doing demos on our stage um, over the weekend. And then we have great music. We have an art auction, a horse sale. So there's so much to cover. (laughs) But our event, really, (laughs) broadly speaking, is really just honoring women in the Western lifestyle. Well, there is a lot to talk about with everything that's going on at Art of the Cowgirl. And, uh, and really, I don't know how you get it in in such a short period of time as you do, you know, from the 19th to the 23rd. But um, one of the things that we want to point out is that because this is Art of the Cowgirl does not mean that it's just for women because everybody's right. welcome, aren't they? That's exactly right. Yes, our event is open to everybody, and really we have just as many men attending as women and lots of families, and it's actually really neat to see, um, you know, the men also supporting all the women competing and having horses in the sale, and then we, like I said, we have a really big family component to it. We have fun things for the kids, so it truly is an event for everybody. Now, you award uh, a lot of fellowships during the course of this event, don't you? We do. So how that works, so our, we have a nonprofit um, sector of, our, of Art of the Cowgirl. So we have the Art of the Cowgirl Foundation, and that is our, our scholarship program, our real mentorship program. So what this 
our five-day event does is it helps fund that fellowship program. And every have master artists, and they range from boot makers, saddle makers, silver, horsemanship, hat making, fine art, photography, you know, the spectrum of all the art and trades. And what we do is offer a one-on-one mentorship where Art of the Cowgirl will fully fund a recipient and they get to go and study one-on-one for a week to two weeks with our master artist. And so that in 2022 at our event, we'll raise funds through our art auction and our workshops and other ways to, to fulfill those fellowships. And then we'll have applications open in the spring of 2022 and those recipients will be chosen. And then next year they get to spend that time with their master and then they get to come back to the 2023 event And from there, it's just a continued supportive community as we help them build their businesses and all of that. So it's a really special program of passing these trades and this knowledge along. Well, that is pretty exciting. And uh, we want to take a quick break. And when we come back, we want to find out how people can get involved in in the mentorship and the fellowship program. But we also want to find out a little bit more about some of the events that are taking place as well. So we're talking with Jamie with Art of the Cowgirl. I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. again. I did pretty well the first time, so I'm not going to risk it. Yes. But, uh, but let's take a listen to a song from Mary Kay Holt. It's called Girl Meets West, and we'll talk more with Jamie in just a moment on Saddle Up America. She don't live here anymore She's got money for her pocket A Bible for her soul Gas in the tank and wide open road Why she don't work nine to five is your best guess That's just what happens when girl needs wet Someday she'll motor to your hometown Tune up her six string, throw some music down Songs like your pain make you feel all back in the saddle again if you start feeling clammy or shortness of breath she's put you into cowboy cardiac arrest
W.K. Holt, Girl Beats West, and we are talking with Jamie Stolzfus, Art of the Cowgirls, is taking place January the 19th through the 23rd in Queen Creek, Arizona. And, uh, Jamie, we were talking about some of the events that are taking place. So the world's greatest horse, horsewoman is one? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that event. Sure. So the World's Greatest Horsewoman is something that Mesa Pate started, and it's a really special event for these ladies to come and compete in the four different events. Um, so they'll do herd work, a reining pattern, um, they'll go down the fence, do fence work, and then steer stopping. And that'll run, the preliminaries are run throughout the course of the first couple days of our event, and then we'll have the finals on Sunday. We'll take the top back. And the winner of that gets an automatic entry to the World's Greatest Horseman in February in Fort Worth, Texas. So it's a really exciting event, and these girls are so talented that come from all over to compete in this. So it's really fun to watch these ladies go for it. So how high is the competition? Are there a lot of lot of people that are entered in this competition? Yes, typically, you know, we sit around about 75 entries or so. Wow. Yes, so there's girls that train really hard for it, and like I said, they come from all over, and the talent is just incredible for who comes down there. Oh, wow. Well, that would be something to be seen, I'm sure. And and something that I kind of enjoy, because I'm not only a horse guy, but I'm a dog guy. So tell us about this uh, this cattle herding competition. Yes, yeah, so we have our cattle dog trial, and it's um, put on by Robin Brown, um, and she it's a roe deer trial. So people are mounted, and they have to take cattle through you know certain obstacles and and all of that. Um, so that's a really fun competition to watch. We had that for the first time at our past event, and it was very well received. We got a lot of great feedback. It's really fun to see the talent of the rider and the dog, and there's just a lot of components to it to really see some great stockmanship. Well, it sounds like that would be a lot of fun as well. And I know that uh, I've seen um, the sheep herding competitions back here in the east where they've used their their, their sheep dogs. So I'm sure the cattle dogs would be just equally as exciting to watch. And uh, probably yes. the same dogs, yeah, that would compete in sheep, compete with cattle. But, uh, sure. Exciting, exciting stuff. What about the horse sale? Because I love horses, oh. and I'm my wife has to keep me away from a horse sale because I always want to spend too much money. <laughs> Dan, I have to be honest. I walked away with one of the horses out of the sale at our event a couple years ago, but uh, one of the best horses we have right now. So I understand how that goes because, um, Mm. yes, I like buying horses as well. So Mesa Pete produces that, and she'll have 32 horses in that sale. And she does an incredible job filtering through um, and taking consignments and really finding all these horses have to be um, trained by these girls. They have to own them for a while, you know, so it's really um, intentional on who she brings to the sale. And there's family horses, there's some performance horses, there's some 
um, but they're all just really safe and really well um, trained and ridden by these girls. So definitely, you know, highly encourage people to check out the horse sale. And there's also going to be five um, cow dogs for sale. And some of those I dot live. So there's a lot of opportunity to be involved with that horse sale for people that are interested. Wow. Wow. Well, it sounds like that will be a lot of fun as well. So now what is your specialty? What area do you work with in Art of the Cowgirl? Well, I have my hand in a lot of it, but my official title is the Fellowship and Sponsorship Director. So I do a lot with not only just helping coordinate the entire event, but um, really focusing on the fellowship side too um, is where I spend some of my time. So how would someone uh, get involved in applying for the fellowship program? We open our applications on our website, which is just artofthecowgirl.com. We open those March 1st of every year. So they'll open March of 20, well, this year now. And we run those applications for six weeks so people can jump on and apply. It's a pretty simple application process. And then we have a committee that chooses a recipient. And then from there, that recipient coordinates with, you know, the master and we coordinate all that to get them there and study under that. So I would encourage anybody that's interested to apply um, because it's just a great way to really have someone pour into you and learn skills, um, those, those traditional skills for some extremely talented people. Well, it sounds like another great event that's going to be taking place in uh, Queen Creek, Arizona, just in a couple of weeks. I, I'm, I'm sure you're getting excited about this. We're very excited, yes. The, the weather's probably a little warmer there than it is in Montana right now, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, today we haven't hit zero yet, so it'll be very <laughs> warm when it's there, but... Uh, Typically, we have beautiful weather, and we expect to see this year. So it's a great time to head down to Arizona and enjoy some sunshine and meet new friends and just be inspired by all the people that will be there. All right. Well, it looks like a great time. And uh, so, Jamie, thank you for joining us on the air. We're going to end this with a song from a good friend of ours, Joni Harms, called Saddle Blanket. Joni and Olivia will be conducting a writing class at the Art of the Cowgirl in just a couple of weeks. And then uh, we'll wrap up the entire show a little bit later with Junie Fisher, and I think she's doing a VIP event for you, isn't she? Yes, she'll be playing at our VIP reception for our VIP ticket holders and also on a couple of times on our music stage throughout the weekend. So we have incredible music and Just a great, great time at Art of the Cowgirl that's taking place January 19th through the 23rd in Queen Creek, Arizona. And, uh, Jamie, thanks for being with us. Tell Tammy Pate that I said hello when you see her, okay? I will do that much for having me on the radio. All right. Thank you a lot.
Joni Harms, Saddle Blanket is the song. Well, this has been a fun, fun show to kick off things for January 2022. We certainly enjoyed having John Lowell join us on the Campfire Cafe and then Jamie Stolzfus with Art of the Cowgirl on Saddle Up America today. So a lot of fun visiting with them. Be sure and check out John's website. Order some of his great music, johnlowell.com. 
And uh, Art of the Cowgirl is taking place in just a couple of weeks in Queen Creek, Arizona. So if you're able, be sure and put that on the calendar and show up for that. It will be a lot of fun. And, uh, and the fellowship programs are great, so it helps these young ladies get involved in some of their trades that they would like to pursue. Next uh, two weeks from today, just about January the 14th, uh, we are hosting, along with the Equidome Festival, Mustangs, America's Wild Horses, a documentary by Stephen Latham, with executive producer Robert Redford and music by Bruce Springsteen, Willie Nelson, and Emmy Lou Harris, among others. And uh, we'll be showing that film at the Palace Theater in Gallatin, Tennessee. So that is at 6 o'clock on January the 14th. And then we've talked about and interviewed the young ladies that are part of uh, the Mustang Discovery Ride. They will be joining us. and We'll do a little documentary uh, clip of their journey as they've traveled 5,000 miles across America to help adopt. 5,000 Mustangs, so be sure and join us if you are able on January the 14th in Gallatin, Tennessee at the historic Palace Theater, and uh, there is no charge to attend this event, but we do ask for a small donation to help as they travel across America on this journey. We have a great show lined up for you next week on the Campfire Cafe, Mr. Randy Houston is our special guest, and Randy has a brand-new CD out. We'll be premiering that on the show. The CD is called Times Like These. Randy is always fun to have on the show, so we look forward to having him join us. And then on Saddle Up America, we'll be talking with Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, and uh, trail tips and great, great advice for our trail riders that are traveling across America riding. So that's about it for this show today on Thursday to kick things off for a brand new year. We wish you a great new year, and we're going to close the show out today with a song from Junie Fisher. Junie will be performing at Art of the Cowgirl, and the song is called The West. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Thursday, noon Central Standard Time, on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. They don't call it Death Valley for nothing And coyotes don't make a good pet But when you're living out here with the grizz and the deer You pretty much take what you get Oh, the mountains have shoulders like granite They're big and they make their own rules So you take what you need But you better take heed Cause the mountains don't tolerate food Oh, the west is as big and as wild and as wide As a ride on a comet that's never been tried You may climb on her back If you do, do your best Cause she's gonna put your trooper to the test Oh, the west boy, she ain't broke to ride Oh, the west boy, she ain't broke to ride 
Run! 